and welcome to the Crude Report, Argus's podcast series on global crude oil markets. My name is Stephen Jones, and I'm a Senior Vice President, Oil Market Strategies for Argus. And today for this episode, I'm joined by my colleague and friend, James Gooder, who is the Vice President of Crude Business Development, and Josephine Alstrom, who is the Vice President of Oil Products in Europe. So welcome, James and Josephine. How are you guys? Good, thanks. Hi there, Stephen. Good to be with you. It's nice to have some uh, product market expertise on the crude report. Well, welcome. Um, We're going to cover today uh, an introduction to Argus's crude and refined products form that's scheduled for February 23rd. So this year is going to be pretty unique. You know, historically, our event has been held in person where we've enjoyed the opportunity to network with our customers and industry participants. But this year, we're not going to be able to do so for obvious reasons in person that is, so we're going virtual. So it's pretty exciting times where we're gonna be able to engage with uh, a more global audience that can't normally just uh, join us in person in London uh, for this big annual event that we host. Uh, It is one of Argus's largest uh, forums that's held. And this year with the pandemic and everything else going on uh, with the global crude oil markets having taking the brunt of the COVID demand drop and now seeing so many changes in the market, I thought perhaps we could explore some of the uh, the topics that we're going to cover and give people a sense of feel for it. But before I do so, just for our listeners, we have uh, a number of uh, market discussions that will be occurring simultaneously around our annual event. On Monday, uh, February 22nd, we got the LPG market discussions. Then we'll have the actual forum itself on the 23rd on Tuesday, followed on Wednesday with the bitumen discussion on bitumen asphalt markets. And then uh, on the last day, the following day on Thursday, we'll have the green fuels forum discussion. So we, we're going to cover the whole the whole program we'd normally do in person. Uh, so, you know, this is going to be pretty uh, exciting times to have uh, such a large global participation in these different discussions, but let's uh, let's pause there. Let me uh, let James give us a, a view of what's going to happen in the the crude coverage of the actual form itself. James, thanks a lot, Stephen. Yeah, I mean that seems like a lot longer than a year ago when we were last gathered for uh, for these uh, events, and of course everything was in person. Though that was just when the uh, pandemic was starting to break. So I remember some of us had to quarantine after the last. Uh, after some of these events in London last year. And so, so much has changed since, uh, but in some ways it's like we are back to business. Like it's been a year of uh, kind of survival mode in the markets in some ways, very volatile, very um, unprecedented prices. We saw negative prices in the States. We saw uh, very unusual spreads between different crudes. So this is a good opportunity to kind of take stock of where the market is today. And uh, also, as well as the uh, the kind of fundamental discussion of where the market has gone, uh, benchmarking is back on the agenda. Anyone who's come to the August Forum in the past will know that this is our our bread and butter, and we want to talk about where some of the, uh, some of the, the, the uh, discussions have moved uh, in the intervening months. So in the crude session, um, I'm gonna be, um, inviting some of my colleagues from Asia, Aslan Ahmad, who uh, uh, edits our crude report in Singapore, and also Jeff Kalowitz, who's our, he's my counterpart in Houston. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, hot topics in crude today. So uh, Jeff's going to be talking about 
the maturity and transparency of the U.S. Gulf market now and how that um, how that region is evolving. It's all about infrastructure and it's so connected now that a lot of the big spreads have narrowed. But also, you know, investment in the upstream in the States has taken a bit of a hit, as it has everywhere. There's a lot of uh, expectation of um, payments back to shareholders rather than investing more. So where is production going and what does it mean for for the uh, for the exports in the future? And so we're going to be looking at some of the um, contracts around the U.S. Gulf Coast. The uh, WTI Houston MEH index that we publish has gone from strength to strength. We also have new indexes like AGS, the American Gulf Coast Select Price, which is was bringing the uh, pipeline and the export market together. Um, so we'll be uh, looking at some of those issues and seeing how they performed and how they're likely to develop. Then I'll take a look at what's happening in Europe, where WTI is uh, a big part of the uh, crude mix here in Europe now, um, but also has retreated somewhat because of those uh, falling um, production trends that we've seen in the United States. Um, there's a big debate going on about whether WTI ought to be part of the dated Brent basket, and that's something we've discussed in previous years. It's back on the agenda. And there are also um, another thing that's changed in the past year is that Johan Fedrup, which is the big new um, crude stream from Norway, the biggest stream of all in the North Sea after just a few, uh, well, just a year, um, is now um, a lot of demand for market transparency around that uh, that crude, uh, and we are already um, making taking some steps with the market to to bring transparency to that very uh, important market. So that's that's Europe, and then over in Asia, there's a lot of focus in the Middle East. There's a, a brand new um, futures contract. The uh, IFAD Merban contract from Ice Brent from Ice uh, the Ice Exchange is going to be launched very soon, and uh, that could be a game changer. Uh, it's certainly a new option for pricing of crude out of the Middle East on that all important Arb to Asia, and so that's um, what we're going to be talking about over there. We're going to be showing uh, that we have a whole bunch of new uh, differential prices against those uh, Merban. Um, urban levels so people will be able to think about new ways of pricing the Asian uh, market. So that's my quick global roundup. There's plenty more to talk about, um, but uh, come and see us on the uh, 23rd and we'll give you all the details. That's fantastic, James. It's an extraordinarily rich program ahead. And I'd like to remind everybody that even though it covers a lot of ground and the market is extraordinarily volatile and a lot of uncertainties plaguing us, uh, we just finished the, the crude live event last week and planning for this February 23rd event. There's a lot of material to cover, but it is an hour long session for the, the crude and we'll have an hour long session for the products uh, coverage that correspond to these crude oil market developments. So uh, please join us on the 23rd and realize that there, even though there's a lot of ground to cover, um, it's only an hour for each of the sessions. So uh, please do take the time to join us because uh, as you can hear from James, it's going to be an extraordinarily packed uh, hour, uh, well worth your time. And with that in mind, you know, with the, the demand impacts in the market and the crude markets having to adapt rapidly through the past year's uh, loss in demand and support and rebalance in the market. It leads and begs a lot of questions around the refined products markets and what's happening with the broad energy transition, but more so in the prompt market, what's happening with renewable fuels and sustainability of the refining system itself. And so I'll be hosting the 
the forum session on oil products with my colleague Josephine, who's here to give us a flavor for that program. I'll kick it off and covering some of the global refined products uh, marketplace developments and what's going on in the refining sector specifically and what kind of pathway might we be on for recovery and what that might look like. But Josephine, you'll give us a little flavor for what uh, our our customers and uh, participants in the program might expect to hear on the product session. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, so uh, you are thankful enough setting the global scene for us on that uh, forum for refined products. What we will also talk about looking specifically on Europe, it will be myself then and Elliot Radley, my editorial colleague, is the very extreme refinery climate we see at the moment. Um, European refiners as many, in many parts of the world are really struggling margin-wise. We have not seen these bad margins for almost 20 years, um, where we have, I mean, for example, jet margins just above $4 a barrel. We're talking about last week around diesel under $6 a barrel, so much less than half what it normally is. So it's using the word James said before, it's quite unprecedented here what we're seeing at the moment going on in Europe and also the times that we may be heading into. Um, the question we ask ourselves is, is this a blip or is it really a structural change going on? And to, to answer that question, well, we will look at what is different this time. We had bad times before, but what is different this time and what does it give us in terms of insights or where the changes <clears throat> we then may, may see ahead? The question is, of course, what will happen with refiners going forward? I mean, discussions about mothballing and expansions or transformation into biorefiners and so on. But I think the key thing we also ask ourselves is, is with the COVID-19 pandemic, are we seeing even the energy transformation accelerated? Um, so do we have actually a combination now, very low refinery margins plus uh, sustained and increasing pressure for um, environmental change in terms of renewable energy? That leads us into the question about what is the future of internal combustion engine? Um, will the electrical vehicles, are they taking over? So is the death of, of the internal combustion engine at the horizon? Um, but also, <clears throat> maybe it's not over. I mean, you, you have to listen in to see what we think. But the point is that we do, we'll discuss in detail what the liquid fuels demand will look like possibly 10 years from now going forward. The question that is also important here is, of course, what kind of technologies are coming into place and what kind of products will be there? So what are the technologies and what are the products of choice as we are embarking on this big uh, energy transformation? It's a very exciting time. It's um, very difficult to say what we will end up at. However, there are some clear signs on what we see is happening already in market. For example, in terms of pricing, the place where we uh, at Argus operate. So do do tune in. Um, we'll be great to have you there. We have a Q&A as well, don't we, Stephen? So anyone asking Wish. questions can can do that and we will do our best to, to answer them. Instead yeah. of meeting you in person, we will try to do that virtually, definitely. 
We look forward to the program and uh, well positioned, James and Josephine, in terms of what we're going to cover. I look forward to uh, helping pull off the forum with you guys uh, for our, our customers and our partners that will be listening to the forum and participating with their live Q&A. Um, as you can see, there's going to be some significant coverage of the crude oil market benchmarks and all the pathway fuels and the and the oil product side of the forum as well, as the energy transition clearly is getting underway and momentum will be building. Uh, there's a lot of transformation that's happening within industry and it, it is beginning at the grassroots with a lot of the key pricing and benchmarks that Argus carries forward. So with that, uh, I encourage you to look at Argus's website under the webinar section of the website is where you go to register or there's information related to this, this cast, uh, this transcript of our brief uh, program overview right now that should provide a link for you as well. Uh, to get registered for the forum. So we regret that we won't be able to see you in person uh, live as we normally would in London, uh, but this will be the next best thing uh, and actually have a broader participation for those that may not be able to have traveled in the base case anyway. So with that, we wish you good health and uh, happy trading with the market ahead. And we look forward to discussing these topics. Thank you, James. Thanks, Josephine. Look forward to our, our forum together in a few weeks' time. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. See you soon. Great. See you, See you then. Thanks, Stephen.